3: Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection?
0: You sound like a cop to me.
3: Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room
1: on, on 105.7 The Fan. fan. Vinny and Handy. 105.7 The Fan, here on this Total Request Thursday. Pick the songs, we'll play them, get your votes in. Featured Artist Friday. Remember, let's think outside the box here on the program. But the Lion coming to town there, 5-1, and 3-0 and oh on the road. Let's break them down. Film style, Vinny.
2: <clears throat> yep, yeah, bob i watched the uh tampa game and then uh, this morning too i watched green bay i mean they pummeled green bay um but let's take a look at to me they're very good at wide receiver uh reynolds williams who's back now he's a burner josh reynolds is their possession guys he's, he's number eight uh jamison williams he's jersey number nine he can go. He caught touchdown pass against Tampa, made a great adjust. He was what, the eighth pick of the draft out of Alabama? Wasn't he? Ohio State then went to Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but he he can he can fly. Now, Amon Ray St. Brown, he's their go-to guy, number 14. He's fast and quick. And he's he they look to go to him and he made a nice catch on a crossing route and took it into a 27-yard touchdown, just outran everybody. He's a really good player and I don't I don't think I mean if they're playing man coverage, I don't know who you're going to put on a Saint Brown. That that is a mismatch he in has their favor. He's been an
1: impact guy since he came in out of USC. And fourth rounder.
2: You know, I mean, that's a that's a hell of a pick for them. Now, their tight end Sam LaPorta, who they took in the second round, he's he's an excellent player too, number 87, tight end out of Iowa. Average blocker, but an excellent, excellent receiver. You know, he wears 87. Kind of reminds you of a younger Mark Andrews, really. You know, big guy like that. You know, so he they're really good there, too. Now, in the offensive line, Taylor Decker, first-round pick in 2016. He, is, he has a hard time against a bull rush. Real hard time against a bull rush. So, you know, Clowney. I don't know if Van Noy's a great bull rush guy, but he gets high and he can get driven. Now, Jonah Jackson, he's number 73. He was um, a third-round pick in 20. He started against Green Bay, and I'm I'm assuming he got hurt because Kadoi Awasika, number 74, started for Tampa. Now, he's an athletic guy. He's athletic. And he doesn't sustain blocks where he doesn't play real strong, but he's athletic and probably a better, he's average pass blocker, average run blocker, but he's more athletic. So you can drive him too. Now the center, I love the center. Frank Ragnow, he was a first round pick for them in 2018. I think he's a really good uh, football player. I think he might be a Pro Bowl center, Um, but to me, he's good in pass and good in run. And he can do their reach block. He can do everything they need. He pulls. I I like him as a player. And then Graham Glasgow, the right guard, he's older. He was a third-round pick for them in 16. So it's all homegrown guys. And he's like uh, the typical veteran. He plays tall. He's smart and he's tough. Average athlete. So if you get him to move, stunting, twisting, doing those kind of things, um, that'll hinder him some now Penny Sewell their first round pick in 21 he's a massive massive man and he's powerful I I think he's a pro bowl right tackle kind of guy but he can engulf you and if he punches you you know you go flying I think he's really good on the run blocks too um so over him You know, if you're going to rush over him, I think that's going to be... That would be one where you would twist, Bob. If you got Clowney out there, you twist and have the tackle come outside so he can go in on the guard to create advantage, big-time advantage then for Clowney. Now, the running backs, you know, Montgomery, very good player, hurt. And then Jamar Gibbs, with a... the, The thing is, he's... His game is speed. And, Bob, if he's... Limited with a hammy. You know, if if you can't run fast and that's the thing that you provide, what good? You know, so Craig Reynolds played a lot against Tampa, and he's just a guy. I mean, what team, you know, their third back, you know, what do you expect? Um, but they really struggle in pass protection. Whoever's, whoever's in there for them struggles in pass protection. So – if the Ravens can get the linebackers in where they got. They have to pick it up, it's going to be trouble. Now, um, with golf, go- golf's, golf gets rid of the ball. Not a great athlete. Extremely accurate. Um, need to get him to move off the spot a little bit. And because he's not as accurate, like most quarterbacks, if you get pressure up into his face, that's what you got to do with him. Like, if you get pressure up Lamar's face, what's he going to do? Boom, boom, he's going to take off. Where if you get him to take off, then he's not as accurate running either. So to get him to move. Now, if he sits in the pocket and throws, it, he'll throw for over 300 yards. You know, he's got that kind of ability. I mean, like Bob said, he was first pick in a draft. Yep. Now, defensively, I think this about their defense. And I think this kind of about their whole team. They're tough. They're physical. They play hard. They're passionate. They're, you know, the type of guys that the coach wanted. Now, Aiden Hutchinson... They're going to move him all over and put him on the weak link. You know, you may see him, you know, over to tackle, left side, right side. You may see him over to guards. Whoever they think um, is the weak link, they'll put him there. Now, the other guys, I kind of like uh, McNeil, 54. I think he's got some pass rush ability and some quickness. And the thing is, all their deep, they're very good fundamentally up front. They do a really nice job fundamentally. And they keep their shoulders square in the run game. And why they're so good in the run game? Keep their shoulders square. And they play their responsibility. They get off blocks. They find a the football. And that, that's the thing they can do. And especially uh, McNeil and Jones, 94, the nose tackle. I think he does a real nice job at that. And McNeil's got some athletic ability where he can cause some problems in the pass rush. Now, the linebackers I like... Anzalone, Alex Anzalone, I think he's a really good football player. Pass, run, plays all the time. He's number 34. He'll attack line of scrimmage. Makes a ton of tackles. Leading tackler by far. Now, their secondary in Tampa, the safeties, the safeties now, they'll get caught with their eyes in the backfield. They'll give, a, they'll give Lamar a chance to make a couple big plays. Now, in the Tampa game, They let a receiver from the 10-yard line, safety's eyes in the backfield, he's looking, you know, run, and and the receiver's running right by him. And Baker sees it, but the ball gets deflected and intercepted. Otherwise, it's 7-3 Tampa because it's a 90-yard touchdown. So the safeties, I think they can take advantage of the safeties some. The corners do a decent job tackling. Now, I don't know if Brian Brian Branch played. He's their nickelback, their second-round pick this year. He played against Green Bay, but he didn't play against Tampa, so I don't know if he was hurt. Will Harris, 25, was in. He struggles. He struggles. That would be a guy that they can go after there. Now, the corners do a nice job tackling. I thought they did a nice job tackling. But they're going to play off, Bob, especially against Lamar. They can't play a lot of man coverage because Lamar will eat that up because people will be just running with, with their guys, and then Lamar's running down the field. So I think they'll kind of do play soft coverage, and then make you make you throw it underneath and then tackle, which they do a nice job of, and they rally to the ball, which they do a good job of, and they're number one against the rush, you know, and uh, decent against the pass, but they don't get a lot of pressure. See, I mean, Hutchinson, you know, he can provide some, but they don't have anybody else. So <clears throat> I can see Lamar having time to throw the football.
1: Uh, Branch, by the way, dealing with an ankle was limited yesterday at practice. Craig Reynolds did not practice along with David Montgomery. Jameer Gibbs running back. He was limited dealing with a hamstring. It's video at 81.057. When we come back. This total request Thursday. We got the whiff around what happened in the world of sports last night. And historically, we'll get into that. Mike Bordick will be joining us. Talk about the MLB playoffs. The Astros back in it as they win at Texas last night. Handing the Rangers their first loss of the playoffs. Two games a one, still in, favorite of, in favor of Texas. And we'll talk about the gold Glove finalists for the Orioles. Funhouse trip, Nolan McGraw. News from the Nets coming up top of the hour. Good to hear from Harbs. Good to hear from Jadavian Gino Stone, who's tied for the league leading interception and Lamar Jackson. It's going to be one big happy news from the net. Vinny and Hades, whip,
0: whip around. Brought to you by Fox Hill Pizzeria and Crab Cakes. The best crab cakes in Harford County. Lotto five seven, the band. Hattie, 1057,
1: the fan. Vinny and 1057, the fan. Total request Thursday. Bob Hades, Vinny time for the whip around. Capitals last night in Ottawa taking on the Senators. And let's just say it was a long night at the office for Washington.
3: Shabbat chipped it in. Joseph going after it. Doctor free. Here's a chance. Tarasenko scores! <laughs> well, Tarasenko. The opening goal for Ottawa.
1: Sports down on the call. The opening goal. They'd had five more. 6-1 was the final score as Ottawa puffy pants the Caps last night north of the border. Yeah, and I
2: think that's going to happen a lot for the Caps. So, I mean, Oshie played a good game. Otherwise, not... The, Ottawa looked like they were a lot faster than the Caps. Caps looked slow, and it showed in the score. And I, I don't think the Caps really had too many. Opp- Obi had. Obi gets good opportunities when he's on the power play and gets some shots. Right now, his one timer, he's missing the net way too much. You know, so he's not going to have. You can't put the biscuit in the basket. You know, if you're not uh, shooting on goal.
1: Caps are at Montreal coming up on Saturday night. Caps missed the playoffs last year. Could it be consecutive years for the first time in forever that they don't make the Stanley Cup playoffs?
2: I think there's a real good chance of that. I mean, they do have a good chance. Montreal's not very good either, so they'll they'll have a chance in that
1: game. Uh, 1-1-1. Early, very early, obviously, for both teams here. Always fun little Wednesday night college football conference USA if you keep up with that. How about Florida International? You said FIU yesterday, college basketball norm? F-A-U. Oh, oh. sorry about that. Well, A-I, per- what's it matter? I don't know. I can't, I can't remember the alphabet, after uh, whatever. But anyway, Florida International in overtime. 33-27 over Sam Houston. Unfortunately for Sam Houston, they're 0-7 Aye. on the year. But they do take it to overtime. New Mexico State. They improved to five and three as uh, they beat UTEP twenty-eight to seven. So some it's too, it, There's literally football on every night, yeah. Every night, either NFL or college. Every night football. For instance, tonight you got Rice and Tulsa and James Madison, who is by the way undefeated at six and zero, oh, taking on Marshall. That one's on ESPN. Little Sunbelt uh, sun Belt, fun here college football landscape for you nba last night preseason it was the nets 107 104 over miami haywood highsmith for the heat archbishop curl 15 points three boards and an assist the wizards beat the knicks 131 106 no emmanuel quickly second straight day don't know if he's hurt sick whatever the case may be usually you get your minutes in in the preseason but how about Jordan Poole dropping 41 yeah. for the Wizards? They open their regular season a week from yesterday against the Pacers. The NBA regular season starts next Tuesday. Lakers in Denver will be the game that tips off all that fun. It was Golden State 116, 115 over Sacramento. Kevin Herter, University of Maryland, 12 points, four boards, and an assist. Alex Land had a block in his one minute of play. Rudy Gay did not play for the Golden State Ball Club. It is the Whip Around, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan, here on this total request Thursday. This day in sports history, Ravens history, because the Orioles are basically done current day and historically 2008 in Miami. T. Sizzles had a 44-yard pick six. Let's see here. Derek Mason caught a touchdown pass from Jolton Joe Flacco, rookie at the time. Willis McGay, he scored. Matt Stover. Kick two field goals, 27 13. Ravens, who would go to the AFC Championship game that year. John Harbaugh's first year as coach. 2014, Nolan, your favorite team at MT Bank Stadium. Joe Flacco, two touchdown passes, one to Owen Daniel, one to Torrey. Bernard Pierce, rush for a TD. Tucker, two field goals. Ravens, 29 7 over the Atlanta Ball Club. Ravens would go to the divisional round of the playoffs and blow two 14 point leads. To the Patriots, that's an under, and no one get in here. That's an underrated stinging loss, that loss to New England that day. That was a Saturday night. It was my 50th birthday party. Well, my 50th, but my party was that night. We're watching the game. Ravens were up 14 zip, 21-7, and wound up losing the game. That was the game where New England had all these crazy formations that they had to change the rules. Hmm. Yeah, who threw the? Was it Edelman threw the? <coughs> yeah. It was like a screen
4: to him, and then he threw the deep pass. Yeah, and then there was you one know one of those little bleep heads. Harbaugh was
1: losing his mind about pre-snap movement and all that. Yeah, that would turn out to be Tory Smith's last game as a Raven. He would sign a free agent contract with San Francisco because the hail mary in the end zone, they questioned his effort on the ball, and but yeah, we talk about the condiff game and all the other tough l's they've had. That one gets quietly lost in the wash. But that one sucked as the Ravens were up 14 twice against the Patriots then. And how about we pay tribute here first to Bert Young passing away yesterday at the age of 83. Bert Young played Paulie in the Rocky movies. Okay. Was a professional boxer himself. So the irony of it is in real life, he would have beat the piss out of Sylvester Stallone. But in the movies, he was Adrian's brother. Also, back to school, he was uh, Rodney Dangerfield's bodyguard. I interviewed him once right before the uh, Rocky Balboa movie came out. Uh, How was was he? He was great. Character actor, Burt Young, 83. Rest in peace. And rest in peace to Dick Bielski, Patterson High, University of Maryland national champion back in 1953, was a Pro Bowl receiver for the Cowboys back in 1961. Coached the Colts, Redskins, and the Washington Federal of the USFL. Dick Bielski was uh, Don Shula's assistant coach, George Allen's assistant coach, Don McCafferty got a Super Bowl ring when the Colts beat the Cowboys back in 1970. But Dick Bielski, East Baltimore boy, University of Maryland, Terrapin, national champ, Super Bowl champ, passing away at the age of 91. So we pay tribute to him as well. When we come back, Mike Bordick talks of baseball. Astros back in it. They sucked at home. They're really good on the road. They showed it last night. And we'll talk about the Orioles. They're three gold glove finalists. And Mike Bordick actually called one of these a couple years ago. So he's smart.
3: Taking sports to a whole new level. 105.7 The Fan.
1: That's uh, you, Spirit in the Sky. Damon Evans, if you're listening. 518-1057 the Bob 80, Vidy Toronto. Total Request Thursday. Pick the songs. We'll play them. Get your votes in. Featured artist Friday. That reveal coming up in a couple of hours. But well, let's talk some baseball. ALCS Astros got in it. NLCS Phillies try to drop the hammer. Even more than they already have. The Orioles getting some honors. Potentially postseason. Joining us now on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's Oriole Hall of Famer. He's our colleague on Baltimore Baseball Tonight. Brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. He's the one and only Mike Bordick. Bordy, what's happening?
0: Here I am, Bob. How's it going, brother?
1: It's going all right, dude. I cannot complain. But we'll start with you. We're going to pay tribute to you, Mike Bordick. Or I am, anyway. And we're going to give you your flowers, as they say in the new vernacular. Because I remember two years ago, or a year and a half ago, we were talking about Ryan Mountcastle at first base. And you said, this guy's really good defensively at first base. And sooner or later, he's going to start to get recognized for his defensive prowess. Now, here we are a year and a half later, and he's a finalist for Gold Glove America League at first base. So take a level of pride but also explain how a guy that was drafted as a shortstop, positionless player, moved to third, played the outfield. Now here he is, possibly, long shot, but possibly getting a gold glove at first base.
0: Yeah, pretty exceptional. And obviously all the credit goes to Ryan Mountcastle and the work he's put in. He was labeled, uh, I think at a young age, the, you know, not going to be able to play shortstop because of his arm. So uh, it was just a matter of, you know, kind of fighting through some things. And and he worked his butt off through the minor leagues. Now, if you have skill enough to play shortstop, you obviously see the game a little differently, and your hand-eye is pretty good. You may not have the other skills or the footwork or or the arm strength to play shortstop, but at least you have the mental kind of aptitude to handle ground balls, the speed of the game, uh, internal clock. And it translated really well over to first base. And I think uh, he, he learned from some of the better infield instructors, and he found the right way to go about things, and he worked at it. I mean, really, he goes out there every day to try to make himself better at first base. Takes a lot of pride in not just the fact that he's picking up his teammates, but look at some of these guys, the other infielders, that get recognized for a possible gold glove, and the fact that Arias won one last year and uh, we all thought Mateo should have won one last year as well, in large part due to Mountcastle on the other end digging balls out of dirt. So, yeah, he's been exceptional. It's unfortunate that he had a setback with Vertigo, but he played very well for this team, and uh, I'm glad they're talking about his defense because I know the other infielders appreciate what he does at first base.
1: Now, Hayes in left field, it's a no-brainer. Adley behind the plate, all right, the stolen base percentage wasn't all that great, but no pass balls. One of the best pitch framers in baseball. The way he handles the staff cannot be understated. So the others like Mountcastle looks like a long shot because Rizzo's like kind of a perennial guy, but Heim, former Oriole, Alejandro Kirk, looks like he'd be a catcher in your beer league softball team, but him. And then Hayes, I think Hayes has a pretty strong chance of getting that gold glove air in left field boarding.
0: I do too. I do too. And, and, uh, even though Adley's throwout percentage uh, didn't rank up there with the top, um, uh, I I think a lot goes into uh, the description of of a catcher and how he handles the game, how he handles the pitching staff, his framing, uh, all all that stuff comes into play. And and Adley Rutschman is definitely one of the best in the game. You know, you hope he's going to be able to improve that – You know, that pop time and to be able to throw out guys at a little better rate. But I know that uh, nobody on that pitching staff has a complaint about throwing to Adley Rutschman, that's for sure. And Austin Hayes has always been known as a great outfielder uh, and has always been known as a center fielder playing left field. And uh, I think, you know, it's about time he gets recognized for his defense. And all it took for him was to make an all-star game and a team to win 103 stinking games. For him to get recognized (laughs) as a top-of-the-line defender out there, one of the best and most accurate arms, in all of Major League Baseball. Tell him
1: what time it is. Mike Bordick, Oriole Hall of Famer, here on video at Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Cedric Mullins was not a finalist, and I know analytics aren't really that kind to him. And, you know, you played Major League Baseball. You were a premier defender yourself. So what's fair, what's unfair in regards to judging uh, defenders here? And is Mullins a guy that kind of gets, he was a finalist last year, but the spectacular plays, we see them on a nightly basis here.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, we all love Cedric uh, uh, in center field. Uh, You know, in my opinion, the strength of a team is the strength of the backbone. And look at the backbone of this team. been pretty darn impressive. You throw Adley back there behind the plate, you could gunner it short. uh, And you got Cedric Mullins out in center field. Are you kidding me? I don't know that there's a much better backbone in all of baseball when you line them up like that. Incredible defense. Listen, there's no secret, defense wins, man. And when you got Cedric Mullins out there patrolling the center field, got Austin Hayes, you know, over in left field, I mean, this is one of the best, you know, outfield combinations, I I think, as far as defensively goes, in all of baseball. And it's not just because of the ground they cover. They have great communication skills. They're playing one of the toughest left and center fields in all of baseball with that nasty corner out there by the bullpen, a lot of room to range out there. And the fun part is these two have done it. Uh, for years now, coming up through the minor leagues together, so it's pretty special when you know what the other guy's thinking. Uh, they never have problems communication, and they cover so much ground out there.
1: All right, Bordy, let's get to the uh, championship series here, the ALCS in particular. And we were talking about it yesterday with Jim Hunter. You and I talked about it during the season with BBT Astros, 39 and 42 at home, which is almost inconceivable, but yet still won their division. They got in it by winning on the road, which they did 51 times during the regular season. How does that happen? How does a team be so bad at home, yet still not only make the playoffs, win their division, and three wins away from getting back to the World Series?
0: (laughs) I know. It is pretty amazing. It really is. And it blows me away that the Houston Astros are better in their home park. And, And I don't. Yeah, I don't, I'm don't. i not even going to talk about uh, the past uh, because they've proven that they're very successful. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of bizarre, right? Because that's a tough place to play. They've got a great crowd behind them as well. But I, the only thing I'm going to say about this ALCS is I think Texas has uh, run its course. I, I, I do. I, I love the way they played. It's unfortunate that they were a buzzsaw through the Orioles, the Rays. Um, but if they lose tonight, I just think the Astros are just going to say, okay, we're done with you now, and they're just going to finish them off um, because of just how how streaky, um, you know, the Rangers have been all year long.
2: Hey, Bordy, do you see a gold glove in Gunnar Henderson's future?
0: Finney, I sure do, man. I, I see gold gloves. I see MVPs. I see whatever awards and accolades that can be bestowed on great baseball players. This man is going to be in line for him for a long time. In my opinion, it's just very rarely do guys burst onto the scene at such a young age and have such command of the game. And I'm talking about his plate discipline, his composure in the field, uh, how he plays every day, uh, just, you know, relentless. Uh, He plays like a football player. Um, he's just got an awesome attitude. The Orioles are lucky to have him. And, yeah, I do think he's going to be just a great award winner for the Orioles and and somebody we're going to talk about for a long time, this Orioles organization. Hey, Bordy,
2: is there a better atmosphere than in Philadelphia for the playoffs?
0: Oh, my gosh. Wow, is that electric. I mean, I get goosebumps just looking at the fans, their reaction. It really is. It's intense, and what a hostile place to go into. Um, but, you know, they've been beat before in there, even though they're incredibly uh, good at their home park. Um, I do think they're going to be in the World Series. I just think the Diamondbacks, uh, they just, they're up against the big, hairy, grown-ass men right now. And the Phillies are just, wow, they got the bats working. It's, it's unbelievable to watch.
1: Mike Bordick, Ohio Hall of Famer, our colleague, Baltimore Baseball. Tonight, unfortunately, no more BBTs, but we'll look forward to many of those next year. Deeper in October. Mike, enjoy the rest of your total requests Thursday, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: All right, good talking with Thanks, you guys.
1: Thanks, Morty. There he is, Mike Bordick. everybody. It's Vinny and Haney, 105. Seven of the fan will come back, take a trip through the funhouse. Nolan McGraw, news from the nest coming up at noon. Going to hear from Harbs. Going to hear from Jadavia Cloudy. Going to hear from Gino Stone, Lamar Jackson. The family's getting together. News from the nest. They were going to count some late-week money, hopefully with buy or sell 12 Melissa Kim, we'll preview the Lions matchup with her.
3: Sports with balls. It's Vinny and Haney 105.7 The Fan.
1: Taught request Thursday. Pick the songs. We'll play it. 410-583-1057. Blasport Tax Line. Nolan's there waiting for you. News from the Nets coming out top of the hour. Melissa Kim, colleague here on The Fan. Previews Ravens and Lions coming up 1 o'clock Sunday. Baltimore game day uncensored. Pre-game show brought to you by Rice, Murth and 10 o'clock. Live from Horseshoe Casino, Brew Brothers were there, ready to rock and roll. Ravens back home for the first time since September the 24th. Got NFL lunch at 1. We'll look at the Week 7 NFL schedule. Get our picks in for tonight as Jacksonville's at New Orleans. New Orleans right now, two-point favorites there. Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. We'll talk real and fantasy football with him. But let's get out to the phones where we go to
5: the fun house. Let's go
1: to Owings Mills. Bring in Brian. Brian, what's happening?
5: Hey, guys. What's up, Bob and Vinny? Man, I don't know why y'all put up with this foolishness from Q, man. Seriously, you're talking about a guy whose team never won anything since, what, 54 years?
1: Not since he's been alive.
5: (laughs) You got a geriatric quarterback, for Christ's sake. And you get on here and you run your mouth. And not to mention, he's also a one-in-five team. The only win came from your team. That is embarrassing. And you're going to get on here and run your mouth. Man, I tell you, you get this, this dude out of pocket, man. Seriously. You, I mean, I know y'all think it's all funny games, but, you know, it's all fun, you know, with words. But words lead up to things, man. Oh, and I'm telling you, this guy, man, I catch this cat out of pocket, man, it's on because this, this is just ridiculous. Now you just troll somebody else. You I know mean? I mean?
1: Hey, but, Brian, how am I going to get my beer if things get out of control here or out of
5: pocket, as you said? <laughs> hey, I got to collect my beer, beer from this guy. guy. I'll buy the beer for you, man. I am hey. just tired of this cat, man. Seriously, it just angers me. And y'all, like, it's like, y'all, let this thing perpetuate because it's like, man, yo, seriously, is he serious? Like, dude, you one in five teams. The only win came from your retarded team. Your team is bad. And it's going to get worse when um, Malik Cunningham plays. You know, you think he thinks he don't like Lamar now. He got to put up with him every year in that division because he's a on, he's on beast. That dude is a beast right there. Wouldn't you say, Vinny? Which one? Quarterback Malik, for uh, team,
2: uh, New yeah. England.
3: Oh. He Louisville guy.
5: Yeah. He might save his job like like Lamar saved um, Harbaugh's job. Uh, anyway, man. I think the Patriots are job, in I trouble. I'm the ridiculousness, man. Seriously. Y'all need to stop with this foolishness. All right. Well,
1: thank you, Brian. Now, I'm going to go ahead and say that with that response from Brian, Q's accomplishing exactly what he wants to accomplish. Yes you know what i mean nolan you're more of a hip young guy understanding this uh this trolling thing like when i was a kid a troll was something with green hair that like kind of walked around the roof of your house and would creep in while you were sleeping now trolling is more of a social media thing correct that sounds much worse than uh, calling a radio station although and we've seen
4: q in person He does not have green fur or anything like that he's a a fine gentleman. He's very nice and pleasant in person. He just uh, yeah. likes to rattle some cages. And Cages
1: are rattled. Yes. That's for sure. All right, Nolan. First of all, you will to say hi to the people on this daughter request? Well, my,
4: my cage has been rattled today. We'll just get it out there. Yeah, uh, do it, man. The, Keep uh, it real. The Welcome Kia. to Baltimore, Nolan. <laughs> Those damn Kia boys got me, man. The uh, Kia boys, the Hyundai boys, rampant across the country. Basically, if you drive a Hyundai or a Kia, you might as well have a sign on your car that says, Steal me. Uh, that's what they tried to do. Which, last like night.
1: thirty years ago, you would have left the keys in those cars, and nobody would have taken. Right, right, and that would have
4: saved them the trouble. smashed the window. They tried to steal the car, ripped apart the steering wheel column and everything. Had the phone charger that I stupidly left in the car, ah, and no. uh, I, I essentially—how dare
1: you leave your stuff in your car?
4: But essentially, I yeah. left. Like it, it might as well have left my key sitting there. It's a little harder to turn the. Uh, USB jack over once you get in there but the way they present it on the news and everything it might as well be easy as ABC I mean kids are doing it kids
1: in elementary school they can't even drive or steal in cars. That's an unfortunate thing Mm. by the way not to make light of it but yes there's nothing like waking up in the morning and finding your window bashed out and the console of your car ripped apart thankfully they didn't take anything the golf clubs
4: which I'm never leaving in my car (laughs) again they're coming in me coming in the house from now on Sleeping in bed with me.
1: Now, did you ever have this problem in Shippensburg, Virginia? Or Pennsylvania, Virginia, or wherever no. the hell you were?
4: No, no, no. Not in my rural town. <laughs> you leave your car, you could leave your car unlocked in my rural town. Yeah. Nothing would happen. Now
1: you need a James Bond car where somebody taps on the window that's unrecognizable and a spear hits him right in the face. Bah! Do you have a do you have a doorbell cam? Uh one of well, it's a condo unit, so the one guy
4: on the ground floor did. We talked to him this morning, but it didn't, it wasn't angled. Uh, At that angle, it, it didn't catch mm-hmm. our cars. But my guess is you're not going to see the guy's face
1: or whoever. My neighbor got hit, too, so it, it's a whole thing. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, and I feel bad for you. I really do, because no one likes to be violated in any way, shape, or form, and that's a violation. But uh it's insurance a party,
4: fam. Uh, shout out to my insurance shout out to my neighbor for calling the cops having that all squared away when I walked out this morning so it's gone as smooth as it could possibly go I'll say that
1: Well I tell you what that's a smooth transition to the funhouse isn't it <laughs> It's not very fun Quick no. Draws. no it is fun
3: house.
1: The rudeness,
0: tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443-348-8812.
1: I like that quick straw.
3: 1057
2: The Fan.
4: First texture here says, same old Terps last Saturday. Penalties ultimately too costly. Uh, nothing has changed under Mike Loxley. He continues to get a pass.
1: Previous coaches would have been fired long ago. Nah, I'm thinking he's starting to feel a little heat here. If they go to the Mayonnaise Bowl again, go 7-5, and five, then Damon Evans is going to start to uh, percolate a little more. I mean, he admitted it two weeks in a row on the show that he was running hot. Given the circumstances, turnovers have not done them any favors at inopportune times. But the penalty at the end of the first half led to a touchdown, and that was unacceptable. This one here says, Cedric Mullins not getting nominated for a gold glove
4: is criminal. None of the actual candidates could hold his jock in center field.
1: Well, I wouldn't say that per se. You know what else was fascinating, by the way? In the National League, no Nolan Arenado. Ten-year no, ten streak. And no Manny Machado. Remember, we thought he was going to be the greatest third baseman defensively of all time and not even nominated anymore. And he was always getting blocked by Arenado. I mean, Correct. he'd get nominated but never win.
4: And here your one chance to win it. You don't even get nominated. Uh, and one last one here from Matt it says, uh, I thought it was very telling when Lamar mentioned that teams are adjusting to them in the second half and the Ravens haven't figured it out or at least how to counter it it takes them a while to figure it out if they do this has been a problem for a few years now not encouraging news for the coaching staff
2: no Uh, I mean no and then the other thing is is you know the third quarter of that game all right you had them figured out you know but Lamar can't throw the interception you know over Bateman's head and then he can't miss open receivers
1: Either. So I mean, there's is a little bit of a combo platter, too. It's video one oh five seven. The fan will come back. News from the NASCAR to hear from John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, Gino Stone, David Clowney. As time permits, buy or sell, where's the weekend money? Getting close to it. We'll find out at 1215. Melissa Kim will be joining us. Our colleague here on the fan. She previews the Lions. Ravens back at practice today. Ravens three-point favorites over Detroit. Two first place teams getting it on at MIT Bank Stadium.